Dental Syndicate. We are here live and I am Sebastian Nguyen and my uh, colleague in crime, Dr. Jeff Buski is right down there to the bottom left. And we are here with some of our friends. This is called the Hero Syndicate. So why we call it the Hero Syndicate is these dentists, once you get into the training, Hero Syndicate is the training arm of Dental Syndicate. And once you start training with us, there's a level called the Hero's Calling. Then we do another training called the Hero's Challenge. Then you get into the Hero's Council. And these dentists are with you right now are the Heroes Council. And that means they have been equipped and trained for almost a year now to be peer-to-peer -peer mentoring one another with the tools that we equip them with. And um, Jill and Steven gave us a call late last night and said, let's get on a call. And they had a thought. If we are heroes and we are leaders, we need to lead our tribe. So we came up with some things and, uh, that they are going to implement within their practice as we dialogue together. Everyone's sharing resources how to implement these safety measures to give our patients the best treatment. But we are talking to the dentist today. We are talking to the peers, dentist to dentist. And we want to let you know this is just a conversation. We are not recommending anything. We're just talking out loud. So you have a safe place to come and talk with us. We believe that there should be no dentists alone during this time. We are here to eradicate divorce, depression, suicide, and sedation. And this time, can cause all of that for every dentist. So we said, hey, let's put ourselves out there, start a dialogue. And so we want to have a dialogue with you on what is going on, how we're responding to it. And the key here is that as heroes, we do not react to circumstances. Circumstances do not control us. Circumstances in life happen to everyone. The difference is we are equipped and trained and committed to controlling ourselves. We can control ourselves only during these times, and we're gonna tell you how we control ourselves, and we don't let circumstances control us. So to kick it off with, I'm gonna just go around the horn, let everyone introduce themselves, and just tell them uh, your name and where you practice, and then we'll uh, let Dr. Buski be at the end, and you can take it from there, Jeff. So okay. let's start off with William. Dr. William? Yes, my name's William Phillips. Most of you know me as Billy. I'm an oral surgeon, and I practice in Dallas, Texas. All right, and next to my screen is Jill. Hey guys, I'm Dr. Jill Wade and I practice in Frisco, Texas. Uh, I do general dentistry. Awesome. And then uh, looks like he stepped out. Kelby? Hello, <clears throat> Dr. Okada. I'm out in Granbury, Texas. I'm a general dentist. And we do also have one more doctor with this and I don't know where he went, but he'll be back in. And there's Dr. Christy. Hi, I'm Christy Moody. And I'm a general dentist in Frisco, Texas at Starbar Smile Design. All right. And Dr. Jeff Buski, I'm going to pass the baton to you. Thanks. I'm Jeff Buski. Uh, I practice in Granbury. And then we've got a second practice in Mansfield. Um, but yeah, this idea came about last night uh, wonderfully with uh, Stephen and, and Jill and putting together some really great thoughts. And then we collaborated on just some of the other ideas together. And as Sebastian was saying earlier, what we want to do is create a kind of a work in progress, if you would, because as the, the days go by this upcoming week and as the next couple of weeks come out, things can shift and things can change. And just as Sebastian was saying, is that we don't necessarily want to be reactionary to the circumstances. And the only thing that we can control is our emotional response to those circumstances or to that event or to the news that we're getting, you know, from reputable sources. So what we would like to do is just share with some of the things that we've come up with that are just above our normal universal precautions that we already do 
in our offices every single day in order to help, I think, keep our, ourselves and our team members safe, as well as create a, a, a safe environment for our patients. And then also to, to help relay and, and relieve some of this panic that's going on also that's going on worldwide. So with that, if you guys don't mind, I'm going to shift some things over to, to Dr. Jill Wade. And we've gotten a few things written down on, on the board over there. And I'm, I'm going to have Jill go ahead and just read through those items for us here. And as I was saying, this will also be a work in progress. Okay, cool. So with that, I'm going to shift over to Dr. Wade and take it away. Hey, Jeff. Thanks. You bet. So, yeah, we were just, um, just like with kids, you know, because we've got kids at home and we always feel like if, if you don't come out and just talk about things that when you leave stuff up for, you know, interpretation or not knowing what's going to happen, it increases a fear level um, in people. And so I really came about it from a standpoint that I didn't want my team to feel that way. I want them to feel confident that I'm feeling confident and that we're going to partner together to take care of our patients just like we always have. And that together, no matter what's coming, this is very fluid. It could change today. It could change tomorrow. It could change next week. But we're going to just go with, with that flow. There was a book a long time ago called Bounce. And I read that book at the time when our area had a huge amount of uh, people that lost their jobs from IT world. Uh, we bounced once other times in 9-11 in when that happened. So this is not the first time in dentistry I've had the experience to have to bounce and change my business, right? You guys have too, if you've been in business um, longer. Um, I think one of the craziest things I felt like was happening was all these, all this information from, um, you know, social media is saying how infectious we all are. And I'm like, man, we've been practicing universal precautions forever. And if this was true, then, you know, we would have had issues already with the flu all the time and hepatitis and, you know, AIDS, like we were talking about um, the other night. So it's not so much that I have fear of the, of the virus itself. Um, I actually feel that in dentistry, we have some pretty awesome immune systems because we're kind of slightly exposed to everything all the time. And so I really feel like we as a community and our, our dental teams are actually quite prone to, to catching a lot of different things. So I'm not fearful of the virus itself, but the public may be. And so I wanted to talk and put some things together with you guys to, to say, okay, what other things could we do in the practice to actually help relieve the fear of patients and our team, but also do as much as we can to, to try to, I mean, Stephen will be here in a second, but the whole idea right now is that if we're not careful, the peak of exposure to everybody will allow us not to have enough hospital rooms and, and, and things to, to take care of people. So they're talking, they keep talking about lowering the peak and flattening out the curve so that everybody can be taken care of down the road. So what is our part? What can we do to basically lower that curve? Is everybody in agreement with that? So that's yes. kind of why we, we came up with these ideas. So the first things that, that we were talking about is just going back to things that we already have in the practice, but to tell the team again, this is what we're going to do and you, you must 
you must think about this and you must do it like a whole nother level above and beyond. But one of the first things was actually for, for those of us who have mostly female um, team members is all of their hair has to go back. Get your hair completely back out of your face and wear no jewelry, no earrings, no bracelets, no rings, like really just come very, very clean. So that when you are being in the treatment rooms, you'll have your jacket or your long sleeve jackets or um, gowns, whatever your office provides. And um, that needs to be what you wear. And when you come, you are going to bring another set of clothes because those clothes that you wear that day need to be removed before you leave. And even how you remove them needs to be thought about. You need to try to keep from coming up and over your body, getting the exposure that you've had on you that day. You need to try to crawl out of your clothes. If, don't flip, yeah, it, on don't flip it on your face. Um, if you have the washing machines there at the offices, then they all need to be cleaned there and picked up the next day. If not, bags, bag them, take them home. We even talked, I think Billy said, uh, even shoes and uh, go home and wash those separately from anybody else's clothing. And then when you get home, go on and take a shower right then. Um, try not to your spouse. Dr. Wade, I know we're talking about a, a serious issue, but we also want them to know that we're a community that have a lot of fun with each other. And as you continue speaking, I need Stephen continue doing his dance and his pantomime <laughs> of what you're saying. <laughs> so that's Dr. Stephen. Uh, Stephen, we all introduce ourselves just to let them know your name and where, where you practice at. Uh, my name is Stephen LaDuke. I practice in my own town called Stephenville, Texas. Jill's <laughs> <laughs> uh, because we're here in my office in Stephenville. Um, we've been kind of uh, brainstorming and, and coming up with, with ways to, uh, you know, take care of our patients, number one, take care of our team, number two, and then also obviously with you guys be on here so that we can give it away, so that we can share these thoughts and ideas and have a sense of doing this together as opposed to what's happened in the past, right, with dentistry is we always, at times, we, we feel like we're on an island by ourselves, so we want to do this together. Thanks, so I'll give it back to over Dr. Uh, Jill. I just wanted to interrupt one because Dr. Stevens there too. He was really funny. And so we know Dr. Stevens said exactly the reason we're on this right now, everyone, is because we know that dentists struggle being alone. You work hard, you're alone, you're doing your work, and you don't have to be alone right now having thoughts about how to handle the situation, how to navigate through the storm. We're all wrestling through it, but together. And that's the thing we want to invite you into this conversation. We're not telling you what to do and how to do it. We're following what CDC says, ADA says, and we're following it and we're applying it within our context. And we just don't want you to be alone as you wrestle through it and apply it to your context. So Jill, I'll give it back to you. Yeah, exactly. We, we don't want people to feel alone at all. Um, so let's talk about, we kind of got how the team's going to come and then how they're going to go home and try to be safe with their clothes and everything. But let's talk about how to keep ourselves a little bit safer in the office itself. And I think one of the best things, you know, we, we know that we, everybody already knows, like, you want to wash your hands for 20 seconds. You want to uh, try to stay as far away from people as you can and no handshaking. And that that's already out in, in the public eyes, but 
what we were talking about and we felt like was a really good idea for our offices is to try to um, eliminate a crowded waiting room so that people were not exposed in a crowded waiting room. And so the way that we're approaching it with our um, clients is going to be, hey, how about you stay in your car, text us on our communication system that you're here. And when your room is ready and prepared, we will, we will either text you or, you know, come and get, come you. And get you. And then we're going to take you straight back to your room that's prepared just for you. You're going to do your treatments. We're going to check you out from the room. And then we're going to let you, um, you know, leave. So that exposure basically to anybody else is, is secluded. Right. And also letting them know that we we do not want you to bring anybody else to your appointment. So, you know, this could be a little tricky because I know in Frisco, our schools have already been closed. And, um, you know, we're going to have some parents who, who may have children at home who, when they made their appointments, they, they weren't supposed to be home. But being clear that we don't want any additional people in the office um, from a risk standpoint, yeah. I think is yeah, important. So, so we want to eliminate the old concept of reception room or waiting right. room. Okay, and that's going to reduce uh, not just uh, the opportunity for that for that infection. You know, our reception rooms really spread out, but we think this is a great method for other offices to at least consider to employ. Um, it may mean that you have a, a, a an office cell phone, or we have what Smile so Reminder, so Revenue Well. We we have other ways of communicating with people. Whatever it takes, really. Um, the other thing is we're going to let people know in advance as part of our pre-screening. Have you been traveled to any of the areas that have been highly prone? Uh, obviously overseas, um, uh, the West Coast. In Frisco, the gentleman that came there traveled to California and came back and, and went to a school function and didn't know he had it. So, so any of those things, there's probably still people that, um, that are infected and don't know it, right? And so um, that's, that's something. Stay in the car. We'll communicate. We're going to keep our masks on all the time. Yeah. Um, we're also going to check temperatures of every patient and every employee and keep a log of it. As a dentist, you need to keep a log of those things. Um, that's how you're going to make sure that you're um, advocating for yourself as well as your patients and your team. Um, anybody that's high risk. So we need to be pre-screening. If you're immunocompromised, don't come in, right? If you have fever or sickness, and at this point, even if somebody has allergy kind of cough and stuff with sniffles, which happens a lot in this part of Texas, it's going to freak other people out, right? And so we want to minimize that as much as possible. Pregnant, uh, we're treating all pregnant patients, just like the CDC says, as immunocompromised, elderly respiratory diseases. So um, let's talk about this for a second, because <clears throat> I know that as an employer, um, I have two of my employees that I'm concerned about. Uh, one is pregnant and- so Joe, what, Joe, Joe, one second, because I know we talked a lot, you have a lot, so hold on to that. We're gonna talk about employee, but let's go back to the uh, check-in process. Okay. Because you said something very powerful and uh, Dr. William, Jeff, Dr. Uh, Okada, we heard about last night first time from Jill and Steven. I think they did a great job considering how to make the patients comfortable, check them in and just, uh, the process is beautiful. I just would like either Dr. William or Jeff or Okada to summarize what you heard, just so, because this is the first time our audience is hearing this, and this might be something they want to apply in their office as dentists. So what did you hear that check-in process? It's a beautiful, by the way, and that's why we need to hear it again. 
to make sure. Sure. Go ahead, Billy. So what, what, then I'll go. Or, or Kelby. Oh, Billy. Yeah, uh, what, what I heard is uh, just really trying to minimize a group in your in your reception area or waiting at the desk. Um, I think having that someone wait in their own vehicle until their specific treatment room and time is available is very powerful. And I think it will also make them feel um, more comfortable and safe uh, yeah. by doing that. In yeah. my own office, I'm gonna do that, I think with the patient escorts uh, and just ask them to wait in their vehicle and then we'll come Either we'll text them when the patient is ready and we'll just bring the patient out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And that's what I've heard too, is just what can we do to also give the perception that we're going above and beyond and also not cluttering up areas with multiple people and being respectful of, of distances. And I mean, even though we've got giant waiting rooms, you know, some of us, it doesn't matter. It's still that perception, but it also too taking the extra precautions there just showing the patient's respect. And, and that's really what we're ultimately looking at doing. And, you know, most of us do have a way in which we can have a two-way text with some of our software. And, uh, you know, in, in, uh, if, if not, then we've got to be creative, you know, come up yep. with some other ways in, in which to do that and maybe have somebody who is like at, at Walmart, like a greeter that's at the door. That's like, you know, today we're going to ask for you to stay in your car. And we start to put out some messages like that, you know, and, but it is about being creative in that aspect. Yeah. yeah. With, with the context of not telling you guys what to do and having a dialogue, there's several of you watching live right now. I'm going to actually type in the comments. Um, is this a good idea to you? Do you have another idea? Cause we're not here saying we know it all. We're saying here, this is our initial a mature response that we get to stay in control. We're not reacting to the chaos. We're being heroes of our story. And if you have something um, that could benefit us, please type in the comment box and tell us how are you doing patient intake? How are you doing? How are you checking in your patients? Um, or was this valuable for you to hear? I know for us, when Jill and Stephen shared it, we're like, wow, you put a lot of thought, this is great stuff. And Dr. Williams said, and Dr. Buski said, they're going to apply it to their office. Stephen, you were going to say something? Yeah, um, I'm, as I'm, I've been up on social media, kind of see how things are trending and, and otherwise, as, as many of you have been, um, I, I think it's re really important for us to reinforce. We are not afraid of this flu, okay? Generally, and, and because large numbers, numbers of people that have very mild symptoms aren't being tested, we think the infection rates are actually, or I say we, the medical community is thinking that the infection rates are probably a lot higher. Um, and so, we're not afraid of that. What, what we are, are concerned about is, is panic with our patients, misinformation, all of that stuff. I'm looking at something real quick. It says dentists, as far as exposure to diseases, that we are one of the highest uh, number in terms of who's exposed. So our hygienists, our team, our dentists, our, our dental team, generally we have pretty good immunity <laughs> because we get exposed to a lot of that stuff. So we feel like our model in terms of how we take care of patients is better or can be utilized in other aspects. Again, remove the immunocompromised, remove those that are high risk, and we keep trucking because if this thing goes on for months and months and we're flattening the curve, which we're trying to do, then we have to expect that we're gonna have to learn how to do business as usual in a different way. 
And so if we know already, I, I, I sent this link to us. We'll have to post it to, uh, to heroes also. Um, it says dentists are the highest, paramedics, nurses, uh, uh, and beyond that. We already know that. We do this every day. Billy, Dr. Phillips, why don't you share with them real quick whenever you called bullshit and you said, no, that's bull, because this is what we do every day. Would you mind, Billy, sharing on that what you said yesterday? Well, I think we're already in that environment of being at risk for many communicable diseases, whether it be airborne or droplet or uh, bloodborne. Uh, so that includes HIV, hepatitis, any and every flu every year that comes out, um, basically every communicable disease. Using the precautions that we do, uh, we, sh we prevent our offices from being epicenters of infection already. Because yeah. um, if we were failing at it, we would have been an epicenter for it, but we've had you know, disease, flu, sickness, illness, one after another over the past few years in my lifetime. And we've continued to show up to work and be on the front lines and do what we do because we really do a great job of keeping people safe. And we're not sitting here saying that there's no way people are going to get it. We're saying most likely what they're saying is it's going to be in every community. The infection rate they is going to be somewhere between 40 and 70. They can guarantee it. We actually, if you talk to medical professionals and listen to them, they actually, the infectious disease guys think it's higher because those, those without symptoms are not getting tested. Yeah. So, um, but, uh, may I say that those stories that talk about being at high risk are not specific to the coronavirus. They're to every other communicable disease. Right. So when this epidemic passes, dentist, uh, our dentistry will still be at the top of that graph um, five years from now, 10 years from now, a hundred years from now, it'll still be at the top of the graph. Yeah. Great point. So how, how can we keep our teams safe? Um, we have this weird dynamic right this minute because I was already connected, uh, contacted by uh, dental supply people a week or two weeks ago telling us that, you know, um, mask, gloves, um, our PPEs are going to be limited and rationed out. And so although we're very used to using PPEs in the office, my team also really doesn't think twice about how many times they take their gloves off and get a whole new pair of gloves on a regular basis with our patients get that and I love that that's the way it's been up until now but now we have to consider what does that mean for us what we have in our office is what we've got we have stocked up but after that it's going to be rationed out to like three boxes a month that is not very much so what I need to tell my team is that you are always and have been prepared for your room and for your patient but you have to be ultra prepared you're going to do everything that you need to do before you put your gloves on. And then once you put your gloves on, you need to complete everything that those gloves need to be on after they've dismissed the patient to grab another set of disposable gloves in order to clean the room. What I'm suggesting to them and have ordered for them are utility gloves, each person to have their own, and that they put on their utility gloves to actually clean the room get to the sterilization and use those during the sterilization process because then those can be sprayed and left to kind of sit 
while they're off to the next patient and then um, utilizing another pair of disposable gloves. Does everybody understand what I'm talking about? It's, it's more of really being smart with that aspect and conserving our protective gear. And you say utility gloves, that's not like your outdoor gardening gloves. Basically the ones that kind of look like, uh, like the old days when, when we wash dishes and yes. put them on. I was just having a little. I was just having a little fun there. One of the other ideas too that we that we did uh, talk about last night too is making sure that if you do have somebody, an extra team member available to be operating as a rover and be you know be really cognizant of what's going on, constantly checking in with the doc and the teams. Can I get you anything if, in case something was missed or in case something else came up during treatment? You know, and that was one of the other ideas is just utilization of team flow really well through the office. I mean, our teams are going to have to step up and level up and operate really well and checking in a lot, which is going to require excellent communication and really being on point with your group huddles in the morning of extra, you know, attention needs to be made with this patient. Everybody needs to be on point and ready to go. Yep. 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 Amen. Totally. Um, so, Jeff, you brought up an awesome idea last night about a pre-rinse for each patient um, to start their appointment off, to get their mouth basically as clean as possible before the treatment even begins. I love that idea. We have that um, in our practice. But like I said, all these things, these are things we've been doing, but I'm saying step it up a whole notch, like every single patient having yes. a pre -rinse. You want to talk about the different rinses we had kind of talked about and come up with? Yeah, talk about what works and what doesn't. Yeah, so uh, it, it has been said and, and come out that hydrogen peroxide will work down to a 1.5% uh, dilution. Um, and, but also noted the fact is, is that it's very difficult to find hydrogen peroxide right now. So one of the other things that we came up with is a lot of us do have carry free in the office. And I think that would be an excellent, uh, utilization for utilizing carry free. You're talking about AB rinse, not yes. just the Correct. The AB rinse there. Yes. So thank you, Joe, for pointing that out. And then, um, you know, from that perspective, that's another alternative that we can utilize in order to help minimize uh, some of the, the airborne pathogens that could be possibly potentially with our clients. And then um, we also had the discussion about chlorhexidine. Oh, chlorhexidine. For sure. But I mean, obviously that a lot of offices would have that available. Yes. Um, but we're thinking what, at least rinse a minute. A minute. A minute. Yeah. Yep. And then expectorate and wash, you know, wash hands in front of patients, have patients feel free to wash their hands as well. I mean, just really, again, creating an atmosphere in which everybody feels comfortable and like we're going the extra mile. So, so let's talk about that real quick. If you guys don't mind, why, why won't, uh, if dentists utilize Listerine or scope, why won't that work to pre rinse with? Well, cause the alcohol content's not high enough, right? High enough. So what's what's what we're seeing in the evidence that's showing so far is that 70% alcohol is the ideal measure uh, when you're using alcohol. 
um, they're even more so for whatever reason than 90 and lower amounts. So um, that's why a traditional style alcohol rinse is not working. That's why we're suggesting the carry free or the hydrogen peroxide if you can get your hands on it. Um, and as we have more information, we'll come up with more solutions, I guess. Or, or a bottle of Tito's if necessary, you know. <laughs> yeah, thank you for saying that. I didn't know that actually with the 70% alcohol, so that's good. It's been proven not because it's not high enough, unfortunately. <laughs> Sorry, moonshine. Yeah. moonshine. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we do have to have a little fun, you know, along the way in the seriousness of, uh, of what's going on. It's been trending in Europe. That's like, it's a big thing over there. And having to tell people, um, we also laughed because Unfortunately, it was already put out. Rinsing with bleach will not kill it. And they were like, who's the idiot <laughs> that, had that, to get that made them have to put out that statement? Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> um, so goggles, glasses, it's a must. It is a must, not only for your team, but for the patients as well. So go into all your little corners, all your little drawers, get all the goggles out, put the goggles on the patient and on you. Then those are sprayed down and wiped down in between. Yes. Um, let's see. One of the things that, um, you know, obviously we've all have our offices cleaned, but I also believe that at least letting people know that maybe on the hour or every two hours, somebody will be assigned in the office to come around and actually clean off all the doorknobs, doorknobs bathrooms, and the bathrooms. And I think that's just, obviously an extra level of protection that, that we're taking right now. Um, Jill, I think also to escorting patients in and out of the building will also minimize a little less traffic in the restrooms as well. You had a good point on that last night. And I think, I think that's a very smart idea um, yeah. just because it cuts down on that traffic flow as well as just one more stop that a patient's going to make that could be a, a potential issue. And as dentists, Jill and I have agreed, uh, we talked earlier, we're going to wear adult diapers all day. <laughs> so, uh, 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 something to think about. Um, well, that depends. Da, da, da. <laughs> no pun intended. Actually, we've got adult diapers on right now. They're very comfortable. <laughs> oh, that's funny last night you bearded men <laughs> what about yeah. your beards and yeah i'm gonna be trimming this bad boy back you know significantly today yeah. just to have a great uh mask seal i'll just probably cut it way down so again just to just to make sure that we're doing everything we can on our part there's actually guidelines on it i'm gonna look and see if i can find them real quick and we'll see if we can post it as well but they say there's some things that are okay and some that are not uh for most of us we'd like to keep it well it's when you agree it's sexier. What? <laughs> All right. What, what else do we have on the board? Do we have uh, some other great info that we can share with everybody? Um, the only other thing, you know, this whole rationing and kind of considering gloves, mask, you know, these, these, you may not be getting as many as you have in the past. So you got to be thinking about that. I was told by, um, uh, the supply reps that the next thing will be pouches uh, for those of you who use pouches to sterilize. So again, not telling you what to do, just saying, consider that. If you have some type of sterilizer that maybe you can do a um, unpackaged uh, 
session and then it goes straight back on your trays and, and utilize them because you're turning around things quick. Um, that might be an option right now just to cut back on your pouches or at least put multiple things in one pat, pouch and, and try to go with that. Um, just, you know, just a concept, just a thought. Um, we talked about washing hands in front of the patients, of course, and asking them to as well. Um, and we talked a little bit about um, our front office team members. Uh, do y'all want to talk about them? We've really been kind of honing in on the clinical aspect of things, yep. but um, I think we might want to talk about our clinical team members. Um, I mean, we even started talking specifically about, okay, can we check the patients out from their operatories more, meaning um, let them go on and, 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 you know, give their Do credit the card numbers yeah. and actually keyboard in their numbers rather than handing over a card and swiping it and handing it back. Yeah. Just that exchange of, of, of money and credit cards and things. Can, yeah. can that happen? Let our team members in the front, set them complete, check them out, get a receipt, and then actually bring it to the room so that then again, the protected clinical person can then walk them out the door. Yeah. Yeah. And um, even minimizing, minimize. minimizing our team's interactions, right? Instead of us coming and leaning over, talking to somebody while they're doing stuff, yeah. literally patients walking in and out to their operatory and, and back, um, I think is, is huge. And so we even talked about, you know, front desk, we usually have two positions available, like vacating that front position right at that, at that front, because people are going to walk into our office, vacating that front position, just having somebody sit a little yeah. bit farther back. Again, these are all these are all the social distancing protocols yeah. that are already out there. So we're not doing or saying anything that's outside the norm. If anything, we're implementing it within the office in a safe environment. This is why dentistry is leading the way in terms of how to handle and deal with this stuff. Because at some point, we will have to move forward um, after this initial uh, bubble. I think that's fantastic. As a as a great summary, it, was there anything else, Jill and Stephen, that we had written down on there as well? We talked about the. Um, I think that's it. Um, we're, one of the things I decided last night after we spoke was that is is doing the pre screening part of it because in looking on uh, if if you guys haven't done this, go to some of your Google um, groups and and there's dental groups that are on there that are good resources at least to kind of feel the temperature of what other. So since it's not really here in Stephenville yet that we know of, we can go to, to the East Coast or West Coast and, and hear from some of those docs about what they're doing, what worked, what didn't work, that kind of stuff. And so one of the things that I saw that was on there is pre-screening because we have some, some patients that are over 60 years old um, and that are going to be stubborn. Maybe they're not on social. Maybe they don't pay attention and they're going to come in the office and just walk in like everything's normal. And so... Um, pre-screening them where if we see people that are at high risk, let's go ahead and call them in advance and say, hey, let's go ahead and postpone this uh, uh, appointment for right now. So that's something we're going to do in my office. Um, that's a, uh, that's a, a more labor-intensive thing to do. But for me, I think it's yet another thing we can do to give our patients confidence um, that when they come in, it's going to be a safe environment as possible. So Sebastian, up until now, we've really been talking about direct patient care. I was... I think this is a good segment to lead into our teams. Is that okay with you? Oh, definitely. Okay. So we were just talking about people that are high risk. Um, I know that I have uh, some high risk employees right now. And so does Steven. Uh, we each have hygienists that are pregnant. 
and I have a, a, an assistant that has asthma. Um, I connected with the a team member. I guess what my recommendation or consideration, let me say a consideration that I would suggest to you as a leader of your team is to go on and connect with everybody now, Sunday, um, for Monday. Don't allow any of your team members to come to the office already sick. Yeah. Everybody, you need to hear everybody's voice, listen to them, make sure they sound like they don't have a upper respiratory issue over the phone. Because the second that I called my assistant, one of my assistants last night, I was like, holy shit, like what's wrong with you? You sound awful. She goes, I have an upper respiratory issue. She's the same one who has asthma. And I was like, girl, I'm sorry, but you cannot come yeah. to work. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. So um, where and then I have a, a scheduled phone call here in about an hour with my hygienist who is pregnant. And I just need her to understand the situation. And it's not per se my decision to make for her but she's gonna have to make a decision on how she feels as far as her risk factor goes. I wanna be sure that she's well informed and that I am placing myself as her leader uh, in a situation where I'm not uh, demanding her to come to work, but that it is her choice. Yes, yes. And um, personally, I'm gonna have both of them in writing, let me know that it was their choice to come to work or not to come to work. Amen, amen, that's a great point. We have. We're having a, uh, a Zoom call, mandatory Zoom call. If you're not on the Zoom call, you can't, can't come to work on Monday um, with both of our teams at one o'clock. We're going to do it together because we feel like between the two of us, we'll cover the bases a little bit better. Jill also, as a woman, uh, has certain aspects of some of these things that, uh, you know, some of these, these ladies have kids that can't go to school now and their kids are at home, right? Um, there are aspects of, of you know, it's being around their grandparents, right? That, that they're going to be at risk and those kinds of things. And again, if this is prolonged, remember, I mean, they're canceling prom and events and stuff that are out in May and in, in, in June already, guys. So, yep. so we have to start to have that conversation now and lead the way with the conversation. Be prepared, be calm, don't panic. Um, one of the things that within that that is the reason I want to communicate with my team is I want them to see us be confident. Right. We have that's to right. What's the importance of being mindful and being well? We, we preach wellness in our practices to our patients and, and for our own self-care. If we're freaking out, we're going to stress the team out. They're going to be much more likely to get sick and to have an extended version of it. There's no Absolutely. proof that somebody that is highly, highly stressed is going to get the coronavirus. But guess what? We all know what it does to the body. Okay. Yes, and right. We encourage them, you know, pray, meditate. Um, eat well. Sweet. I was going to tell them now's a great time to say instead of you know staying drunk and and eating like shit for you know three or four days because you're like ah oh, it's the end of the world. Now's the time <laughs> to eat well. Catch up on your sleep. If you haven't had a good morning practice, start your core four now. Get yep. up in the mornings. Pray. Spend great time with your family. Reconnect with your team. You know. Well, Doctor Stephen, I just I just wish you would just be a little more passionate about what you care about. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dr. William, Booski, and Okada, I'm going to ask you guys, what are you doing with your teams? I mean, uh, let's hear your stripe on the beach ball and other things that you might be doing. Okay. Go ahead, Kelby. Yeah, I, I was actually just thinking one of my assistants, Becky, she's in her 60s, and I'm going to touch base with her on what 
she feels comfortable with for her for herself moving forward. One of the risk factors for a lot of the more severe cases are patients in their 60s, 70s, and 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 from what I've seen, there's a lot of there's some other comorbidities, you know, aside aside from just the age aspect. So me personally, you know, I, I feel as long as she's feeling good health wise, it should be fine. But I just want to see where she's at, you know, with with mentally. She just got married herself, and and uh, yeah. So that's what I that's what's I'm thinking for myself, you know, right off the bat. Yeah. Awesome, Billy. You know, I'm just going to uh, re-emphasize with the team the need to um, step up our game and make sure you're being 100% sensitive on your personal protective equipment. Like protecting yourself is how we protect our patients. And um, that there's still unknown that we're, we, we've got to face with, but we're not going to be victims to that unknown. We're just going to keep moving forward. And then uh, I'm interested to hear how everyone is going to address, I mean, the big elephant in the room is if, close, if closing down or we have to close down for a certain amount of time, how are we going to deal with that with our teams financially? And um, I think I'm just going to have to have a candid conversation with them is to say, like, I really don't know. I, I don't know. Um, I, th I think also it's really powerful that we're having this proactive rather than a kind of a reactive conversation to our own situations right now. I know, I know we're responding to all this other stuff in the world, um, but there's kind of this, you know, it's their problem, not ours. And I think just by starting this conversation, making these connections with people about the issue, you know, just in case something does come up, it's going to make it, you know, that, that much better, our, our response going forward. So. Absolutely. And I think this is, this is a time to actually step in and really, really look at leading. You know, you start off with, you know, leading yourself and that's, you know, getting your mindset straight and being in a very comfortable place to come in and then lead your teams. Because as Steven had mentioned, when you come in very confident and you are in a state of, I am here to show up and I'm here to take amazing care of my team as well as myself, and together we're gonna to take incredible care of our patients. We're gonna take and go some extra miles along the way, but when you can come in and effectively do that, it ups your game and also too increases your ability to have confidence, not only from your team, but then that transpires through to your patients. And then you go home at the end of the day and you're feeling like, hey, you know what? I am doing the best that I can with the information available that is, is here current today. And I'm providing that leadership that's necessary and that our teams are seeking from us. Yeah. And so, you know, it really gives you a good opportunity to step in and, and lead very effectively. Mm -hmm. And so I'm looking at this as a great opportunity to not only effectively, as we talked about here, be proactive, but to increase my opportunity to become a better leader in my own, you know, in my own practice, as well as in my community. Yes. So that that's how I'm seeing things from a perspective. And it's all, as Sebastian said at the beginning, we all have our own stripes to put on the beach ball. We all have our own opportunities in a way in which we can look at this and we can truly look for 
are we gonna see it as doom and gloom or are we gonna see it as opportunities in order to create a positive outcome the best that we can for the current situation? Yeah. And yeah. so that's where we're at. And we'll leave it as an, as an open resource that we're gonna to continue to add to here uh, in, in Dental Syndicate. And also to having that opportunity to get more information. That's the beauty, you know, if we can utilize social media in a positive way, that's the beauty of what we do have here. When we have community and we're not alone, we can get incredible ideas from people. And that's what I'm going to encourage you guys to do is share and, and realize that we are not going through life or dentistry alone. Amen. And that's the beauty of, of it. Amen. Brother, I want to add, Go ahead. add on there real quick. This is a legacy. Listen to the words I'm speaking. This is a legacy we are leaving for dentistry, for your children, for your families. One of the things <clears throat> I the other day is about the scare tactics and our kids can walk around and, and, and be scared and be freaked out by this, or you can individually, I'm getting chills as I say this, you can lead your wife, your spouse, your kids, and your team with confidence, just like you do every single day. And if, if you're a spiritual person at all, by gosh, this is what you were called to do. In the times when everybody else would step away and step back, we walk into it, we walk towards it. And great leadership within our homes, which is lacking in a lot of communities, guess what? We have a freaking chance to step up, to step into it, and say, this is how we're going to do it. And like Jeff said a minute ago, it, it may change from day to day. That is fine. Step up with some humility and say, hey, yesterday we said this. This is what we now know. We're going to go into this. Lead with vulnerability, transparency, and confidence. By gosh, we will take dentistry and your families and our communities places that it's not known in 50 years. And Stephen, you jumped ahead. What I was going to say is I'm going to go around the horn and ask each of you guys, just give a closing statement where you're at. And what you said, Dr. Stevens, absolutely right. We don't have tomorrow. We don't have yesterday. We have right now. And so we're choosing to show up right now in this moment and be leaders of our family first, our practice, our, uh, the people we serve, our community. But this goes beyond just dentistry. We got together because we said as leaders on this planet of one another, we're just going to put our stripes out for everyone to see. So thank you so much, Stephen. And again, please practice getting passionate. I know you lack in that area. If you just work <laughs> on that, it would just it'd make this whole call be different. And you'll see, we joke around a lot with each other. We know each other very intimately. But at the same time, we're not letting the situation get us depressed or down. We get to respond to this because we get control ourselves. And so you'll see, we joke around a lot. This is not a joking matter. There are people who are seriously losing family members. There's people um, who financially cannot afford to be put out of work during this season. Some of our employees cannot financially be afford. So we understand the seriousness of it, but at the same time, we get to control our attitude and how we respond. And, the, and why we get a laugh? Because we have each other. We know how to joke around with each other. When we were talking about being calm during this time, I just want you guys to look at Stephen. Uh, no, sorry, Steve, wrong. Eh. Uh, look at William. He's like this. I am going to talk to my team. <laughs> that's calming the storm right there. But we know each other so well, we get a joke around. And that's why we actually came on live today, is to show you our community, how we get a dialogue with each other, and let you know you're not alone. 
So here's my commitment. Stephen, I didn't have this commitment to you just shared, but we might have some different news a couple hours from now, tomorrow. But as soon as we have something, we're going to come back on and keep on sharing with you guys because we want you to know you're not alone. Okay? So let's go around the horn. Everybody gets to share, you know, give some, um, give some of your insights. Summar summarize what's the best thing you want them to leave with if they just jumped on right now. So who's first? I want to go first. Shocking, right? Um, so my big takeaway on all of this in the last 24 to 48 hours is that it's just proven to me that the whole message that I believe in and that I feel um, connected to is about helping people with their wellness and that dentistry plays a huge role in, in wellness. And so I'm seeing this as a sign as the, to do what I do and to do what I believe in and to take that leadership into um, reaching out in Facebook and on social media and stuff that the best way that you can keep yourself safe from this virus or any other infectious disease is to be as well and strong as you can be so that your immune system is as as awesome as it can be every single day for you not to be susceptible to these times, types of things. Yeah. So for me, it's beyond the specifics of, of the, the dental mechanics. office, the mechanics of it. It's how I want to lead people to, to be healthier because that's how you're going to be stronger. That's how you're going to keep yourself safer down the road. And that's one of the foundational principles that we have here with Dental Syndicate and Hero Syndicate is that you have to fill your cup first. See, a lot of us take care of our family, we take care of our patient, we take care of our teams, we take care of everyone. And what Jill is saying, if you don't take care of yourself, you're not gonna take care of anyone. In fact, you're gonna be detrimental to everyone else because they're gonna have to take care of you. So thank you for that, Jill. And I'm telling you, you guys know everyone here personally, we live out what we say and it's not easy. It's, we have to keep each other accountable. We have to remind each other, hey, this is your commitment. And Joe, I see you've been working hard and a lot. Where are you taking care of yourself? And we call each other out into the light to our commitment. We call each other up into our commitment. But we, we are there to hold each other accountable to what we're able to do because we said so. So thank you for that reminder, Jill. All right, who's next? Uh, for me, I'll go here and and and. I, the biggest thing that I'm taking away and then I'll keep it very short and sweet is, is that we're all called to something. And, and the biggest thing that I can think about right now is, is that I'm being called to lead and not only lead myself, but lead my teams, lead my family and lead the community uh, and, and our clients. And then the second part to that is, is the second thing that came to mind was, uh, was good old fashioned Gumby. And some of you might be too young to remember who Gumby is, but Gumby was a, a, a very flexible character, so to speak. So we've got to be flexible in what information is coming, as well as how we're going to be continuing to interact with our patients, our teams, and, and our families. But being able to be here now currently and just be present with them is going to be the best leadership that I can provide with the information that we have on hand and the extraneous steps that we're utilizing going forward. Amen. 
Go, Gumby. <laughs> I'll, I'll go here real quick. I'm a, I'm a younger dentist. I, there's kind of this new lingo where I'm a, a bad or a baby age dentist. And that's basically when you're out for less than five years. And me personally, you know, I, my, the, the fear that I feel in terms of myself getting sick is very low. Um, but the whole reason that I wanted to become a dentist was so that I could help other people, you know, and, and part of the story in my head is, sh should we stay open? Should we close? You know, I don't want to, don't want to add to the fire of what's already going on out there, you know? Um, and, and it mixes into this student loan things. I just got a house very recently. I'm, I'm planning for a wedding ceremony and, and I'm actually need, needing to have a discussion with my wife about that too. And it just gets real crazy real fast in your, in your head, thinking about all these things. And to focus extra on some of these universal precautions that we're already in place, as well as step it up a couple levels further, just gives you something daily that you can enact you know, tomorrow in the office or, or call your team today to help you just keep focused, eyes on the prize, stay the course, so to, so to speak. I mean, it's not like everything is going out the window and we have to reinvent the wheel here. The wheel's just getting us some little little extra things get put on it for some bumps that are coming up. So it's been been very beneficial for me just to get together, talk with all y'all and listen to y'all's thoughts. So yes, thank you for that. That's awesome. Good strike from the beach ball from a, a young newbie. <laughs> so, so the opposite end of that is an old person. <laughs> They're called a sad dentist, a seasoned age dentist, I think is what it is. <laughs> oh, my stars. It goes really sad, mad. Oh, no, no. Bad, mad, and sad. It's like baby age, medium yeah. age, and like seasoned age or something. It's pretty. Oh, cool. there you go. Yeah. So he really didn't throw you under the bus. All right. Well, I know. Yeah. I'm not that old. I just turned 48. Yeah. I know the beard. I'm just gonna shave this beard despite y'all. We're good again. <laughs> uh, you know, for me, when times are crisis, it really is just you have to think about your training and your education, and that's really what you got that education and your training for was like the tough times, and you can lead your team with that education and really try to filter out the noise that's going on. Because the media and social media, they like really, they fan the flames of panic. Uh, that's why there's no toilet paper. That's why there's nothing in the, in, the, in the grocery stores because they're fanning the flames of panic. And um, being a leader is not panicking. It's just taking precise action of what you need to do. So I really am going to try and um, just focus on the things that I'm in control of, which are the precautions I can take in the office. And that's all, that's all I can do. Amen. Yeah, absolutely. Simple words from a, what'd you call him? A hag? Whole, old, old, old guy. Old, old dinner. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, as we wrap this up, <clears throat> um, Christy, last Christy, words? Wait a second. Christy, did you have anything? Dr. Moody. How about from the oldest dentist? How about that? Oh, I'll be right here. Yeah. Look at you outside. Sure, I'm trying to be healthy. Do my exercise. 
No, I just, um, you know, you got to stay the course and be smart and do all the things that we do every day. Um, dentistry is preventive. We're not reactionary. We're preventive. So we're moving forward and doing all the things that we know how to do and practice safe practices for our um, family at the office and our patients that are family. So I encourage everybody to come join a group so you can see what everybody else is doing out there instead of retreating and being afraid, um, open up and talk to your community. And this is a fabulous community to be able to do that. So I just encourage everybody to join. Thanks, Christy. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful words from a beautiful woman. <laughs> Amen. Okay, Dr. Booski, wrap it up. Won't you just take us out, take us home? How are we gonna do this? All right, guys. Hey, uh, for those of you who tuned in today, uh, on behalf of Dental Syndicate, and all the members of Heroes Council here who, who are on with us, we thank you. We appreciate your time. And as we had talked about, we want to make this a very interactive community. So if you have ideas, please put them in, type them in below, and, uh, and please utilize this as an opportunity to create a work in progress and, and a sharing document, if you would. Or, um, you know, pop in a video and, and just go ahead and feel free to contribute in this, in this area, please, and in this community. And it is just like we had talked about before. Our biggest thing is, is that you are not alone. You do not have to go through things, not only just like this alone, but really through the career and all the stresses and pressures that we deal with in dentistry. That's the beauty of what we've created is we've created a community that allows us to look at approaching not only difficulties in life, but also be able to celebrate what we're doing and also be able to approach our, our patients, our care, our practices, our families, our lives with, just as we got to see Stephen, with passion and with love and with empathy. And so with that, I'm going to close it out. We have a little thing that we do and we're going to count down from four, three, two, one. And we have a saying that we say, give it away because everything that we're about is giving away, giving away the honor, giving away the commitment, giving away the love, giving away the information to be better and to grow and to expand. And that's really our purpose is expansion by leadership. And so Stephen talked about legacy Think about that today is what is, it, what is it that you're doing with your leadership in order to leave legacy? So here we go. We're going to count it down. We're going to give a big four, three, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys so much. Have an amazing day. As updates come in, keep checking back with us. And uh, we love you in the dental community. Peace. Power, prosperity, give it away, woo, there we go. <laughs>